Welcome to the Her Soulful Success Podcast. I am your host, Diana Ricciotti, but you, my friend, can call me Dee because I know that we're about to become business besties. I'm a certified NLP business coach teaching women both strategy and mindset for a successful first year in business while juggling motherhood, marriage, and everything in between. Consider this space your weekly dose of mindset, spirituality, energy boost, and self-development because I know these are all ingredients that make for a soulfully successful you. Before I jump in and introduce this week's episode and episode guest, who is another epic soul, I'm so excited to get this episode out to you. I do want to just celebrate the women that have committed and joined the Healed Girl Summer Reset. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, make sure you go back to some of my solo episodes where I've created this mini series for you on how you can enter your own Healed Girl era. Think like hot girl summer vibes, but it's healed girl summer vibes because the glow is internal and it comes from the inside out. And if you haven't, I want you to fill into this. There are two months left till the end of the year and you're saying to yourself, fuck letting another year go by watching everyone around you make bold moves while you sit in the sidelines scrolling Instagram, stuck in fear, making excuses and second guessing yourself. You're ready to have your very own hot girl summer to feel amazing in your skin, your soul, to feel certain within yourself, to transcend your old habits of being and have the courage to do the things that might just rock your world and light it the fuck up at the same time. If this is you, I'm going to let you in on a secret. This right here is an inside job and I'm literally, you should know by now, an expert on inner transformational coaching, healing and feminine energetics all of the ingredients that I've gone into the ultimate summer glow up program, which is the healed girl summer reset. This is the ultimate get out of your own way program. But I do want to say that this ain't a cute little coaching program with light mindset work and a bunch of how to reframe this or that or positive thinking things. It's not that kind of vibe. It's not that kind of energy. It's not a program where you get to be passive, watch a bunch of pre-recorded content and actually implement nothing. The standard for active participation held in this program is so high. And in return, you will not be leaving the same woman as you came in. And that is my guarantee and promise if the participation is there. For anyone who is not willing to feel or release the depth of their trauma or emotional blocks, face their shadows, leave their ego at the door and let go of excuses that have allowed them to play small and safe up until now, I'm going to say this isn't the program for you. It sounds cute. But it's also ugly. (laughs) But the results are super cute. So if you want to know more, make sure you go to the link in my bio and get all of the details there. I am so excited. I'm not even underestimating when I say this is my favorite and most aligned on-brand program that I've ever created. And what, what else do I need to say? Oh, early bird. Early bird is open. So it's 166 
1666 at the moment. There are payment plans available. This is ending literally Tuesday next week. So the price is going to go up to 1999. So if you don't want to miss out on the extended payment plan option and the early bird price, jump on in that now. But go to the full details of the program if you're feeling the pull, if you're like, this is exactly what I need right now. I suggest you go to the link in, not the bio, in my show notes, but you can also go to the bio on my Instagram or go and stalk my stories because I'm talking about the program literally every single day because I'm so friggin' excited. Anywho, anywho, what are we talking about today? Well, we are talking with the incredible Olivia from Keep Up With Liv. Liv is a naturopathic doctor, 70 healer, psychic, intuitive, trauma healer, and so much more. She helps you heal on a physical and emotional level so that you can feel delicious in your body and step into your abundant as fuck life. Going beyond that, she now bridges somatic emotional trauma work with recoding the nervous system in order to step into full health. This is the missing puzzle when healing with food and herbs, when healing and herbs only take you so far. It is only when you're bringing together the aspects of physical health with the emotional and activating your feminine energy that you truly have the health that you desire. She is honestly just like a wisdom of knowledge and epic business boss woman in her feminine and today we're going to talk about feminine energy and business and what that transition to feminine embodiment meant for her because she didn't operate from that place always how uh, fear of being seen is currently blocking you in your business we talk about the energy of money and money blocks and how your health impacts your business all things that i'm super passionate about super excited to share with you so let's dive in Hello, beautiful Liv. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you on. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. It's going to be good. It's going to be so, so fun. So I may have already mentioned this in the intro, but Liv and I met through doing our certification with the incredible Monica recently. And her business, her Instagram is all of the vibes. So we'll plug all of that in at the end. But we're going to start with Kind of the question that I set the scene, the mood with at the moment, because this podcast is all about women that have done amazing things, have found empowerment through their journeys. So what is one thing that you have or a season in your life or business that you have overcome, whether it's recently or a time ago, that you're really proud of and that can speak on now? So I'm going to choose like the most recent thing. And to me, this was huge because I feel like the, I integrated this lesson that I'm going to get into on a whole deeper level. And I know you're a mom. So maybe, I don't know if you have the same experience I did. We'll have to see. But during my first trimester, I was so nauseous. I was so exhausted that I literally worked less in my business than I ever have. And I've definitely done a lot of healing in terms of I'm not a hustle or grinder. I don't work 60 hour weeks, but I was still working even less than what I had already integrated as like working less. And for me, it was a big struggle feeling like, well, like I can't work. Like how my, my business is going to be successful. I can't show up on Instagram. Like I want to throw up. I'm not going to be talking with my face like this. And I feel like you don't really have an option. Like I didn't have an option. I was trying all the remedies, things weren't working. And I just had to deeply surrender into that season of like, hopefully this is just first trimester, knock on wood. I know some people are pregnant and it lasts a long time, 
but I had to really like, oh, so if I'm only working like maybe less than 10 hours a week, maybe five hours, can I still be successful? And what would that look like? How can I bring potency to what I do? How can I rewire the structure of, you know, working more means making more, which I had done to a certain level that it felt like this was a deep surrendering even deeper into that. And honestly, at the end of it, I had my highest cash month ever in my business. So to me, that was like a deep integration of like, once I, a week, I just like a week, I was like fighting it. I hate this. What am I going to do? Freaking out. And then the rest of it, I was like, okay, this is just the season of my life right now. There's no point in fighting it. Why don't I just surrender to it? Realize that I still have power and potency even during this season of my life. It doesn't mean that I'm less, but also that I can still be really successful in that season of my life and hold that duality and hold that gap and not make it mean something. I think sometimes people make it mean, you know, they, they make labels like, well, I'm not able to work as much, so I won't be able to make as much. But why is that your structure? Let's focus on restructuring that. So that was what like that season that was in like in June of this year. So just like two months ago, really like taught me like, okay, I really don't have to like work so much to make so much. Yeah. Oh my God, Liv. Talk about things happening for a reason. (laughs) So I actually haven't, um, by the time this podcast comes out, I would have actually announced it. So I can say this in this conversation, but I have to now because it's just bizarre to me that this is where we started the conversation. First of all, I had no idea that you were pregnant. So congratulations. Um, second of all I am in my first trimester and I actually this is so I've had two other little boys and had no very minimal sickness I'm currently offline so the podcast is still running but I'm currently on a social media break I've got my peppermint tea in hand nobody knows this but by the time the podcast comes out they will I have extreme morning sickness and it is all all day. So like, I think it's a hyperemesis and yeah. I'm on medication. I have not been able to get out of bed majority of the time. So this is like the first day I've put on makeup for a couple of weeks um, and I feel bloody awful. And I just needed to hear that from you today so much because you know, to be real, have been struggling. I definitely have no option but to surrender to the season. But when, you know, you're ambitious, hardworking woman that women that we are, and we have, you know, businesses that we're running and really still highly depend on us. We finished mm-hmm. our certifications recently. You know, we have so much that we want to achieve. I had so much planned for this year. And this is, yeah, has been just a massive, like, what the, what the fuck moment this year where, I've had to cancel my launch. I've had to restructure my my days to just taking what like just serving minimally my existing clients and basically have not even had the energy or the capacity to create a reel, show up on social media, talk on my stories or anything because I'm just always sick. So how bizarre is that? That that's where we started. <laughs> Divine timing. First of all, I cannot believe that you're here. I mean, you could have canceled. We could have rescheduled. Like I can't believe that like, but then I'm also like, I remember pulling it together for a video call. So I was like, well, I get it. But I hope you I hope you rest more after this because I know what it's like to like pull it together and then go right back to bed and then pull it together for a second. Yeah. You know, going on to that, it also made me really restructure my business 
-hmm. and the way I had containers. So during that time, I also switched from in my one-on-one doing all video calls to like mainly audio calls, which that was a game. I would love to get into that with you. Yeah. Let's talk about that. So like, obviously what I see this as a season that's going to teach me some things about the way that I've been running my business for sure. And I'm already thinking about changes that I'm going to need to make. Also like next year, I'm going to have three kids, three young kids, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be crazy and I have to make changes. It's not going to be sustainable for me. And I have to kind of quit the comparison of what I thought my business had to look like or what I wanted it to look like, because it's going to change, but I'd love to hear from you. What are some of the, so that's one of them, one of the kind of changes that you've had to make or have kind of readjusted after this season um, in your business. Which I thought like, I think I had the same stories and I thought it had to look like someone else's container or this is the way you're supposed to do it. But then I just thought like, what is the way that actually works for me? And I think it took me not feeling well on a call and being like, I could have taken at least most of this as an audio call and I could have been horizontal in bed just responding. And then to realize that, but oftentimes, sometimes it takes that. And I think I mean, it's such a, it's a beautiful thing because you could just be horizontal and be like taking a call. So that was it. And honestly, I added in unlimited calls, which you might think how, like, how does that not more exhausting? But what I have found, and like, this has been true that everyone who's come in since I switched the container, there's so much abundance in unlimited calls that there's no scarcity in terms of fitting everything in and forcing it all. It's like, there's so much space that people relax back and it's like, okay, I have time. I don't need to try to jam everything in and then do nothing. Like there's just so much space. So I'd say the top two things I did for my energy were audio calls for the majority of the just to be clear, because that's mind blowing. So let's just say you've got like a three month container or a six month container with a client, instead of being like, you have X amount of calls that are 90 minutes or la la la, you're like three months, unlimited calls. Wow. And, and basically what's happened is because of that abundance energy, I'm dare say you're not being booked for a call by that same client every single day. (laughs) Nope. And I have not had one single person like I would not, I wouldn't say abuse, but like overuse or not use it. But I think that also like I am calling in a certain type of woman, all right? A certain self-led woman who I don't believe like would do that. But, and I had the same fears. I was like, oh my God, someone's going to book like five calls in a day. What am I yeah. going to do? I'm a projector on top of this. Yeah. And I was like, no, but that feels, that feels fun. Like that feels good. Like let's try it out. And it's like one of the best things I did for my energy. That's amazing. Okay. What else? Are there any, any other, I know they're your top two, but any other like transitions, changes that you want to share? It's okay. Cause I'm those are huge. Those are two huge things like that. Yeah. yeah those would say I think my, are my two huge ones. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is kind of a nice segue into what like I want to get into with you because obviously you and I are similar in talking or speaking on or coaching on feminine energetics and I work with a lot of business clients as well as life coaching clients, but majority of my women that I work with are in business and are burnt out, stressed out, feeling like they're trying to fit a hundred things in one day, wearing busy like a badge and all of the things. And, you know, I'm not going to say they're not achieving big things in business that way. When they come to me, they, they might be, but when you're taking a holistic approach and looking at their lives, 
you know, a lot of the time their family suffers um, or their relationship suffer or their health and well-being suffers. So when we're looking at success and I'm all about looking at it in a holistic way, can they don't feel successful, even if they are making six or seven figures in their business. So I know that you have brought in feminine energetics in your business, into your business, but it's not always been that way. So I'd love to kind of hear the transformation story, what it looked like before and what it looks like now and why we are so passionate about it. I am the prime example, you know, of the masculine hustle burnout turned more feminine energy abundance. Uh, I would say like two, no, maybe that almost three years ago now, like before February, 2020, I was hustling. I was grinding. I was working all the time. Like I wouldn't allow myself to like chill out. When I woke up, I'd be writing Instagram stories, editing this, doing that. Even at night, I'd be doing it right until bed. Maybe I had the TV on, but the TV was on while I was doing things. And so not only was I working all the time, but that was affecting my health. My adrenals were burnt out. My gut health was horrible. I was bloated all the time. I was exhausted all the time. Sleep was not restorative. My relationships were not great. I mean, you everything you just described about like success and everything was not great. And I was also not making good money, which I honestly think was a protective mechanism because I think that if I was making money, it would have never made me change That's my cool. ways. Yeah. It would have kept me going. But I remember being stuck in this hamster wheel of being so damn frustrated because I'm like, well, I'm working so hard. Like I'm putting so many hours. Why is it not working? I must need to work more. And this was back when I was listening to like lots of Gary Vaynerchuk, which I know he's inspiring, but I really feel like he's meant for men. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like I, or maybe people who aren't super in their masculine or super, you know, ambitious, overdriven, burnt out. You, maybe you feel like you're too much in your feminine, a little sprinkle of him would be good, but very much in that you grind, you hustle, you wake up at 4 a.m., you bam, bam, bam. But as you just like described, all the areas of my life were not successful. Yeah. My business wasn't, my life wasn't, my health wasn't. And I remember I got to a really like low point, like February, 2020, where I was working so hard, but I only made $236 that month. Like, which is not, that's like heart-wrenching, heart-wrenching when you're putting in those hours. And I was like, why isn't it working? Like I must be doing something wrong. And then I invested in my first coach who, you know, taught me about feminine energy and energetics and, you know, less is more and abundance. And, you know, uh, that's when I first discovered Monica and like, you know, did some of her programs and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, this is the secret. This is what everyone's been missing out. I'm like, wait, no, no, no. That sounds too good to be true. I can work less and make more, but I was so desperate because what else did I have to lose? Mm -hmm. like, I was already feeling like shit. I was not successful. I'm like at that point, I it required me to hit such a low to do something like spend, I think at that time it was 10,000 US dollars, something like that, like to spend that much of my money, which I just told you, like, I wasn't making that much money to have it. I had some saved up, but like, that was still a stretch for me where mm -hmm. I had to trust myself. And then I remember making like $10,000 in three days. And then I hit five bigger months within like less than two months. And then less than six months, I hit, you know, 40K months and then 45K. And like, we just had our best month in June. And that was like over 75. And it's literally 
I thought it was all about strategy and like strategy is important, but you don't realize how much, like if you're hustling, grinding your feminine energies off, like that is such a life force energy that you're not tapping into. It's such a magic that you already have and a superpower you already have that you could be working less using what you already have to create your magic and be so much more nourished and happy and successful, not just financially, but because you're working less, like your body feels better, your health feels better, your relationships are better. And then you're also getting the money in, which allows you to relax. Like it just, it's, it's everything. But mm-hmm. I was so in my masculine, like even the thought of like sensual dancing, I was like, no, 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 I can't do that. Yeah. And it took so much rewiring and loving myself. And like, it's been a very huge journey, but if there's like one thing that I would say, like changed my business was getting into my phone and more. And that's something that continues to change my business, even on like a weekly basis. If I notice that I, you know, I'm more drained, I'm like, Oh, I need to nourish my feminine more this weekend. You know, maybe it's been a busy week. Let me pick that back up again. And it always, always serves me. But I think people think about it. Like it's not productive and there's this scarcity around, well, if I'm not doing all the things, I'm not getting all the stuff done, I need to like do the Instagram stories and do this and do that in order to sell but your potency becomes so thin mm-hmm. that like you have so much untapped magic that if you were to just step back, slow down, connect with yourself, everything you do would have so much more potency and power behind it that you could do less. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, a 100% makes sense. It's something that, you know, we teach in Online Boss Builder in my course is we go through the st- strategics of building your Instagram, you know, the marketing 101 of things, knowing your content pillars, know what you're posting about, but it's really important. And I always come back to this uh, at the end of each lesson, you know, none of this matters if your energy behind what you're posting is blah, if you're tired, if you're exhausted, if you're pushing it out, people can feel that you're broadcasting that through the screens that people are, you know, absorbing content through. It doesn't. And this is where some people are like, how did I, you know, how did that reel go viral? And that one didn't when, you know, I put so much thought and energy into this one, but then this one here, I just felt like I, you know, put it together in in a couple, like wham, bam. And I'm like, well, let's look into that wham, bam reel. Right. And what, what will often happen is that was like a, a moment of minimal overthinking, total inspired action, a message that was that they were really connected with and they just wanted to get out. And sometimes that is exactly what, you know, attracts people is what magnetizes your content is the intention, is the energy. It's not always, you know, the nitty gritty strategics or the, you know, have you optimized it? Have you, you, have you put the hook in there and, you know, the call to action. Sometimes a post can have none of those things or a piece of content, but it can have the magic that no one can explain. And they're just drawn to it. And oh my God, next minute you're like downloading that person's podcast. And then two weeks later you're in their course and it just makes absolutely no sense. I have followed people for years that appear to have done everything right and not bought one single thing from them. And then I have literally followed someone overnight, have no idea why I was just drawn to them. It's never, it's, it might not be the followers. It might not be aesthetics. It could just be something completely that I can't put my finger on, but I'm just drawn to that person I connect with. And then literally in a month. So what happened with Monica? Like I am investing, I'm purchasing something. So your energy can absolutely 
have your potential clients and your dream clients move fast if you get it right. I love to hear from you. There was so much in there, so much like cool. Oh my God, your transformation, even like income wise in your business, bringing feminine energetics, like mind blowing. How amazing. I love, I think that, you know, we've spoken about feminine energetics on this podcast before. I would love to hear what does a feminine, like a day in the life of a feminine business look like for you? So we can hear some of those, like, you know, it doesn't have, don't give away all your secrets, but some of those tangible things that you do that you feel like are such a drastic change from who you were before. I'm going to try to be as specific as possible while also being honest with the fact that with the feminine, it kind of changes based on my, because the feminine is supposed to flow. So like sometimes it's this and sometimes it's which I'll I'll list some things. It's also about, I think, having this space and not being too rigid. Whereas before I was like, okay, I get up at five and drink my coffee from five to 5.15. From 5.15 to 5.45, I meditate. And it's like that rigidity was not working. So I think the one tangible thing that people can do is actually give yourself more of a space and more of a buffer to do things within. And that space is going to allow your feminine to flow even more. So versus being really booked out, like, can you book a chunk of time that's like a free flow space time. Mm-hmm. So like, it's almost like you're booking time for your feminine energy, which is kind of masculine, especially, I don't know, like you're already mom and two kids. So there's a lot going on, but it's like, you're booking out like two hours for your feminine, but then you might only do like one or two things, but it's very slow and la di da, but it's booked in. So you do it, but there's space. Yeah. Because sometimes I feel like when people try to do, all right, so first find a feminine, I'm going to do some sensual dancing for three songs. And yeah. then, you know, I'm going to shot like, and it turns into a masculine thing when they're trying to do feminine, yeah. not realizing the whole premise is to like slow pleasure and enjoy. So the number one thing I would say to focus on versus adding all of these things to do with your feminine is to add space in your day to add more buffer don't maybe do all your calls back to back or take a good hour for lunch and just sit and enjoy and not you know sit and design something on canva you know creating that space number one i would say is going to help you more than trying to add in more feminine rituals to an already busy masculine day mm-hmm. that makes sense yeah 100 percent. now number my mornings to me are my feminine, that is my sacred time. I need a two to three hour morning routine. I know maybe for everyone that's not their thing, but for me, that nourishes my energy so powerfully that allows me to then show up good for the rest of like my day. So I don't take calls before 10 a.m. That's what works for me. You could do, you know, a different, maybe if you're an evening person, you have a few hours in the evening. I'm more of a morning person. But everything I do is very, kind of slow and not rushed. So I really am a big fan on taking time for mental space. So many times I find that people can't just sit and sip coffee. Like they have to be either checking Instagram, listening to a podcast or, you know, they can't go on a walk and just go on a walk. It's walk and podcast or this or that, which doesn't give you the space. So I like to always give space in the morning. You know, when I'm sipping my coffee, doing some journaling that just like, calms the mind so we're not opening like so many tabs like in a computer where everything is running and then it's like starting your nervous system more jacked and more 
responding versus receiving because the feminine is meant to receive. So to me, and and again, some people might like, might like nighttime, but I always prefer morning because if you start with receiving in the morning versus start with giving, it's like you start full versus waiting to the end of the day, feeling empty and having to replenish. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So have your cup overflowing rather than focusing on having to refill your cup. So even if you can't, yeah, exactly. Even if you can't have a long morning, maybe you're a student, maybe you have kids to get to school, there is something that you can do to nourish your energy for you and fill yourself up first thing in the morning, even if it's 10 minutes Mm -hmm. or 15. But what I really encourage people to do, and this is going to be different for everyone, is to find for them their highest ROI that nourishes their energy powerfully. Mm -hmm. And what I mean for that is their highest return on investment of I do this action and it fills me up a lot more. That could be 10, 15 minutes of you sitting down journaling. That might mean sunshine. That might mean a walk. That might mean, I don't know, a a hot shower. Like for everyone, their ROI is going to be different for what nourishes them. But if you can find that and you can start to build maybe even a list of two to three things that are your top energy ROIs, then you're going to be able to pull them no matter how busy you get. Because let's be honest, life, life will get busy. Life happens. You know, even if you're not a mom yet, maybe you have a dog or a partner or just whatever it is, it doesn't matter. But if you know your highest ROIs and you can always fit those in and you start the day with your highest ROI that fills your cup. Yeah, I love that. And it's really about the intention behind what you do as well. Because I think, you know, even like sipping on your cup of tea in the morning slowly, you can just sip on a tea, right? And not actually taste it. Your mind can be somewhere else. You're not present. It's really important when we're talking about, again, anyone that's new to feminine energetics might go, you know, why do I need essentially dance? Or why do I need to slowly eat? It's about the the energetic act of receiving in that moment but in order to do that you have to be present and really notice the energy that you are absorbing from whatever it is that you're that you're doing that's giving you that pleasure so absolutely a dance can just be a dance and uh, a cup of tea could be a cup of tea and a walk could just be a walk like a mindless walk it's the intention. It's like, can you be really present? Can you really notice the nature around you or the city around you? Can you take in its energy? Can you feel, you know, the breeze on your face and the sun on your skin and really receive the pleasure in that versus just going for the walk? I think it's important for, you know, women listening and feeling a bit confused about, you know, I do those things already. I read my book for 10 minutes. I read, you know, I have my cup of tea. It's a little different when the intention is really receiving what it is that you're, that you're doing in that moment. A hundred percent. And I know like it does take practice. I remember when I first did it, the thought of sitting with either a cup of tea or a cup of cacao, even for 10 minutes, no Instagram, no podcast, no nothing. And just sitting there, I was like, I can't do that. Like 10 minutes feels forever. So maybe you're listening and you're like, I can do that for 10 minutes. I challenge you to set a timer and let's see like how much you want to like grab your phone or do an email or do this. Mm-hmm. And often, like, like you just said, people are like, well, I'm already reading a book. I'm walking. I'm doing all those things. And so what I ask them is like, all right, what are you doing that turns you on? Are those things turning you on? No, why would they turn me on? Okay, then you're not present because you should be receiving enough pleasure that you're like the smell of the coffee notes with the, I don't know, nutmeg, cocoa or whatever. Like 
and you sip it and it's warm, like you should be feeling that where like, I like to say my pleasure cells activate. Like you should feel that in your body. If you're not feeling the sun on your face, if you're not feeling it, then you're not in it enough. And I would rather you do less things that, but actually feel them than try to add too many rituals to your routine. Yeah. And I love that you said it's not necessarily changing the action. Like it's not necessarily stop walking. If that's not turning you on, it is really like, it's a, it's a taught thing. It's something you teach yourself. And it's something that you might only be able to experience through healing. And like, I know me and Liv again, are really big on this and do this with our clients, but a lot of trauma healing and, you know, releasing energetic blocks from your body that might be preventing you from receiving in the first place, even just the hard wiring again of hustle culture and how society is and like this overemphasis on productivity and doing and how much can we get done in the day and again just wearing busy like it's a badge of honor even doing this work like on a surface level if you just start you know let's just say you read a book on how to you know embrace your feminine energy it may not be enough for you to fully integrate or you might constantly be in a battle like oh this sounds really great but it's not like it's not possible it's not realistic this is just some woo-woo shit or you might really be drawn to it and feel it and then you know the next day you might be just back to your your old habits because a lot of it is so programmed on a cellular level on a subconscious level for us but it it's the the turn on is something that is sparked within you it's something that is self-taught. It's not something, it's not external outside of you. It's not the, uh, anything. I think anything can literally turn you on if you decided it to be, you know? People um, think I'm crazy. I'm like, no, this recipe turns me on. My friend sent me this logo for her new business and I'm like, oh my God, I'm dripping. Like that, tur- like that is so, I, I love it. And it was yeah. just like the font, the font and the color. I was like, yes. Like yes. literally anything can, but like you said, the blocks, if you feel like you're having trouble, you probably have some sort of blocks with connecting, whether that was like mom's representation feminine wasn't really positive. You didn't have a good relationship with her, or maybe she was really stuck in her masculine. Like for me, my mom is the quintessential, like stuck in her masculine type of woman. I don't think I've ever seen her do anything feminine in my life. And so like, obviously I absorbed that and I grew up with that. So it took so much deconditioning and like practice and opening up and doing everything you just said in order to be able to receive yeah recently because I've been feeling so sick I um I it's that's such a weird thing that's happened to my brain where actually this is why I've had to come off social media actual media social media even tv certain um like programs etc bring on more nausea it's so weird it's so weird it's like you know what you know what I'm saying I don't know why but even accounts that I love like just I don't know just being on Instagram at the moment it's like I'm allergic to it um something that I would normally do is eat and scroll like I've always it's just been a habit of mine I'll break that's my break that's my consumption time I will eat and scroll. And because I haven't been able to do that because it literally makes me sick, I've had to be really present with my food. Um, And that's another funny thing. You know, you think that having this severe morning sickness that I'm definitely like funny with food. Like I'm almost don't feel like it, but as soon as I'm eating it, it's making me feel better. I think it stabilizes like your blood sugar levels and all of the things. But um, 
yeah, tasting food, receiving food without my phone and without television has been just a game changer. I'm like, whoa, this is what the salad tastes like when I make it, you know, same foods, but just like really um, have noticed even like being in my first trimester, I haven't had any bloating and just the slowness and just being present with your food is something that I have not had in my life for as long as I can remember. And I'm going to really stick to it after this semester. I'm going to semester (laughs) after this trimester, I'm really going to stick to it. I think I've really enjoyed just being present and receiving my food. It's just been life-changing because sometimes I don't know if you found this before or maybe some of your clients, because I know you do a lot of work around wellness and health as well, but I would, I, I used to be a chronic, um, like overeater, emotional eater. I don't know if I was a binge eater, but I would always be hungry even after like I had a bit of a cycle of like restriction and then feeling bad but always wanting more and like I'd have a plate of pasta but always put more on my plate afterwards I've realized that you know so much of that probably stems from just not really receiving the initial food that was on my plate and not connecting with my body and not being so disconnected from my um yeah like my gut and how full I am so if you struggle with like always needing more food after you finished your food. I would also say try this because that's another thing I've noticed is I'll eat my serve and I've been so satiated, so like happy and so like fulfilled with whatever it is that I've eaten. So just random information, but you know, again, just bringing in that receivership to something that you're already doing can really change so many things for you. Not random at all. Everyone couldn't see me like nodding incessantly, but it's not random at all because when you were disconnected, right? Like the food wasn't filling you up. Like, yes, you were eating it. So like technically, but that's why you still feel like you needed more versus when you are mindfully and you're actually receiving it, you're not only receiving the actual like volume, which takes up space in your stomach, but you're receiving like the taste and the experience and all of that, which is nourishing your energy and making you feel quote unquote full. Yeah. Especially when when I do my clients. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Essentially. Yeah. And when you're a busy business owner and you are doing all of the things, yeah, your energy is needs replenishing. So obviously food is a really great source of that. But if you're not receiving that energy from the food in the way, in the sense, in like the experience, you know how like you, have you like to have something to look forward to? And I think that's a lot. Um, a lot of that goes into feminine energetics and business as well. It's like bringing in pleasure into your day. That I'm mm-hmm. so. I've always been big on that without realizing why do we, you know, even in corporate jobs, anywhere in our work, we're always looking forward to that coffee break or you know, I don't know that Friday night drinks, and we just don't want it to be over, right? Because we're always looking forward. We put so much like pressure on this one little thing that's going to bring us pleasure so just allow yourself to receive more pleasure throughout the day and you won't be so deprived and you and in that moment you and like you never like you said before you never need to necessarily fully fill up your cup you'll just always have that free-flowing energy and it's just so nice and like neutral that's where what feminine energetics has done for me in business is just allowed me to be more neutral more um my nervous system more regulated throughout the day, not being yeah. so, yeah, like jacked and just busy and hungry for something. And then that's probably why like food was like one of those things that's your break. And then, oh, I don't want it to end because you haven't really fully received it. Yeah. 
Like, because it's the easiest yeah. thing, right? Like in Paleolithic times, we'd have to hike five miles for a blueberry. But now, like, yes, we're lucky enough to have food, but it's very easily accessible. So it's yeah. a very quick go-to because your brain is smart. Your brain is going to be like, what is the quickest thing that's going to make me feel better right now? And for a lot of us, it's going to be food because it's right there. But like we were discussing, a lot of the things you already need to eat. So you might as well eat mindfully because you're eating anyways. So yeah. we're not even saying to do anything more to your plate. It's more about how you're doing. So yeah. I feel like that's a very tangible for people to actually do. Yeah, absolutely. I think this ties in well to a topic that I definitely want to dive into with you is you, and I'm, I dare say that if this is a topic you're passionate about talking about, it's because you've had an experience with it yourself. And that is the impact of health poor and good health on your business. I think this is such a huge one and one that is overlooked when we are looking at business. It's such a separate thing to, you know, our personal lives and, and our health and our well-being and our relationships. And part of my mission is to stop separating it and, and to really make sense of how it is so deeply connected. How has health impacted your business, like in the past and the present? And what a yeah, like what? Why is this the topic that you're really passionate about yourself? First off, when I when I talk about health, I want to also stress that I'm talking about like physical health as well as like also mental emotional health. Mm-hmm. And you, so many of us who are business owners, we are our business. So how we feel physically in our health obviously is going to have ripples in our business because we are it. You know, we're the ones, we're the face of it. Even if you have a product or a service, you are the, you're the motivating person behind it. You're the, I don't know, the designer, the formulator, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So if you are exhausted and burned out with adrenal fatigue, or if you're extreme, like anxiety and you're struggling with anxiety, that's going to come up, you know, in your business, maybe how you show up in your meetings, whether even if you're a corporate person, you know, that's going to show up in how you lead a meeting, how confident you are. It's going to show up on how you show up on Instagram, whether you can show up or not, it's going to show up in your energy levels in order to give in your business. When you're exhausted and burned out, you can't give as much to your clients or you can't give the same potency or the same power. You're not going to be as magnetic on Instagram because your energy is depleted. And if you think people don't feel that, even when you put on a face, like people do feel that. So all your health symptoms, if you're feeling shitty, that's going to show up because you are a human in your business. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't to me matter what kind of like health stuff you're struggling with. Even like, let's, let's say constipation. I work with a lot of people who are constipated. It's the most uncomfortable feeling. I don't know about you. I'd rather have diarrhea than constipation. That was just me. I feel like most people are like that. But like when you're back up, it's uncomfortable. When you feel uncomfortable, you're a little irritable. You're a little on edge, right? You're not feeling grounded, magnetic. You're not tapped in right? Because you're feeling these physical symptoms, which are bringing you down. And I don't say at a lower frequency, but they're just not making you feel as good. And when you don't feel as good physically, that's going to trickle in. Let's take hormones, right? If your hormones are out of whack and maybe you're getting PMS, which is leaving you with cramps that you maybe have to take off work, you're in bed, lying on the couch, that's taking time away, right? irritability if you're moody and mood swings that's showing up in your business but it's probably also showing up in your relationships like all of these things I think people sometimes don't really realize how much like physical symptoms trickle into their behavior day to day 
or how that impacts their business and those around them because it 100% does. And for me, when I was really chronically fatigued, bloated all the time, severely anxious, and I also struggled with a lot of acne like two, three years ago. Um, and I was still like, I was gluten-free, dairy-free. It wasn't actually until I did trauma work that it cleared. That made me not want to show up. It made me not want to show my face. Mm-hmm. Even when, like, I know we have filters, but like I had to work on my self-love. Not that, you know, having acne makes you, that you shouldn't show up. It's more the fact that it made me feel less than and less than worthy, which made me not want to show up in my business. It made me want to hide. It made me less confident. So I was not the powerful person you see now. I was like, hi guys. Um, so like hemp hearts are really good in omega threes and they've got protein. So they're really good for you. Like I was so like, I don't want to say shy, but like pulled back and that's not who I was, Yeah. but it's because of the health symptoms making me feel a certain way, make me feel less than, you know, that I know I just went on a rant, but hopefully all these little things it makes sense. Dots I'm putting together can kind of show people how different health symptoms can make you not show up in your business as much as you could, whether that your own business or even I have people in like corporate who are lawyers, teachers, you know, nurses, you know, their full body eczema was making them have to take time off work because of their hives and their itching. They couldn't sleep. Like it doesn't matter who you are, your health affects your career and our business. Yeah. And I think that especially for coaches, um, it's an embodiment piece as well. I think that you can't be confident as a coach, you know, showing up and sharing your message and, you know, because basically like the whole purpose of our role is to empower people, is to inspire humans, is to help them become the best and better version of themselves. We do that in all different ways and we niche in all different areas. But at core, that's what a coach does. We help you know, align people with the next level version of themselves that they want to integrate into. How can we be confident in doing that truly if we aren't looking after ourselves? I think if you're a coach and you are not looking after your health, I think, I mean, if you're any business owner selling anything, obviously, like Liv said, it's going to impact your confidence. However, especially I think if you're in the industry of helping others, you are going to constantly feel like you're lying. Like, and that's always like, you you don't trust yourself because you are trying to lead others when you haven't even led yourself in your own life, in your own backyard. So it's really important that if you are a coach or you're entering this space or, you know, you're an existing coach and you're struggling in your business right now, perhaps it might not be your offerings or your, your business strategy. I mean, it might be, but let's just say, you know, you've really invested in that and you really believe in your products and services. Perhaps it might actually be the embodiment piece. And this is one that might be overlooked by you. If you're trying to help people align with, you know, a greater purpose, um, whatever, elevate their lives in any way, but you are hurting yourself and you're not leading yourself in your life through your health, mental, emotional, or physical, you might actually, it, it's yours, it could be a subconscious self-sabotage or you're projecting that energy of uncertainty because you're not backing yourself. So how are others going to back you? You're not leading yourself. So how are others going to trust you to lead? And again, it's not an obvious thing, but it's an energetic thing. A thousand percent. And I mean, maybe you already have a slightly idea. I know some people have like, like almost like an imposter syndrome. Like, 
you know, I, as I have clients who've come to be being like, well, you know, I teach me X, Y, Z, but I feel like, you know, I'm not because my health is like this or I'm like this. So I feel like, who am I to show up? And I'm like, well, yeah, that's going to trickle into your sales. Yeah. So like if you're not aware of it, it's probably are, but even if you are aware of it, okay, so let's make you be the embodiment because a hundred percent it is. Because if you feel that way about one way, your brain can't actually separate. Like if you're helping someone with business and you're not a health coach or you're a business coach, but your health is off, but you're not doing anything about yourself, but you're telling people that they should do something for their business and make big, bold moves and make the investment, but you're not for whatever area you're struggling with. Well, then that's kind of like hypocritical, right? So no, then no wonder. Yeah. Right. Like where is it mirrored back to you? A hundred percent. And that's why when clients, um, I mean, I mainly do this work in the mentorship containers in what I do, but one of the things that I'll do with them is we'll go through like the hormone questionnaire and I'll like, let's talk about what you're eating. So we, and, and they're really confused. I'm like, what? Like, I thought I'm working on this or we're looking at business training. Right? Like, oh, don't worry. I'll help you tie it all in together. But it's so, it's overlooked, but it's so important that you are actually feeling physically, emotionally, and mentally good in your business because it is absolutely going to be received like on the other side of the screen um I feel like we have touched on so many cool things I love this conversation so much and I really just want to make sure that I'm honoring your time but I think where I'd love to kind of end is and I think it'll tie in nicely tie it up nicely is I want to talk about what you do in your business specifically with clients like what you have on offer um but before we dive into that from like the business lens how do you serve like your offerings how do you decide what you're going to put out there this is like you know going through someone that used to be super maybe strategic or focused on marketing or having like a five-year plan for your business to now how do you birth Like what goes behind the scenes of the magic that is your business and what you offer the world? Oh, you framed that question so beautifully. I, it's all intuitive. It's based on my energetic capacity of like, all right, how am I feeling now? What would I like to launch next based on how I'm feeling, what I'm feeling inspired for and what I have the space for? Because I do do a host of different things. I do business stuff. I do health. I also do more like Akashic records and 70 energy healing and spiritual stuff. So I feel like I go through seasons of like, okay, I'm really inspired right now to like release trauma, solve bloating. Like that's one thing that's open right now. Um, And also like helping people hear the, heal their blocks around fear of being seen and judgment and rejection in their business and perfectionism and kind of everything we talked about. Mm -hmm. But then I go through seasons of like, well, I want to do Akashic Records and connecting to source and all these things. So it's really like I allow myself to go through those seasons. But in terms of like planning it out, I think what my pregnancy has taught me, because also, and I've said this before in mind, it wasn't super planned. Like it was more of like a happy accident. I had had everything planned out of like, well, this is how my whole year is going to go. And I was like, no, we're just going to throw things out the window and whatever I feel like, because like life has taught me so much surrender now that I just... I go, so I do have like signature programs, but I also allow space for like, sometimes I just get a download for something to come in. I'm like, oh my God, this would be so fun. Let's just get it out there right now and roll with it. That happened to me this morning. 
I woke up feeling like, oh, something's coming. There's some sort of weird, like magical container. Like I get this feeling every once in a while. I'm like, I don't know what it is yet, but I can feel it. And I sipped my coffee and I went on my walk and it dropped in. And I was like, boom, I want to do like a month long telegram container all about wealth activation. There's going to be activations, riffs, Q and A's. It's just going to be like a little micro mind. Like that feels so fun. So like I allow myself to have really fun, unique, one-off experiences with also launching whatever signature-ish program that I feel called to. Because I think it's really important if you're feeling bored in your programs or bored of what you're launching, you need to change it up, create an evolution, or maybe do something different. So if I'm not in the mood to like run another health, you know, bloating, trauma healing, I'll do maybe more feminine or more spiritual because that's how you apply feminine energy to it and what you're excited and passionate about. And it's not like I'm not passionate about those other things. I am, but I go through those seasons. So I think that if you're bored with your launching, you should allow yourself to have more fun. And that's something that I feel really changed the game for me because I feel like, okay, there were these rules of, I have one-on-one, I have my signature program, and then I'm launching one and then I launched the other and then one and the other in this cycle. And I got so bored that I wasn't lit up launching it. And so when I wasn't lit up launching it, it didn't do as well. Still well, but like not as well because it felt like a bit forced. And it's like, all right, I need to add in some fun to this. So I started sprinkling in like smaller experiences that allowed it to feel fun. And I allow evolution and I allow things to change. But I think so many times people get so married to, you know, a container always has to look this way or I have to do only these offerings. But when you allow yourself fun and space to create from magic, that's not only where like you channel in more powerful into your business, but it's also so much more successful. Like this small container that I channel channeled today, it's a small container. It's not like a massive investment, but like, I am so excited because I just think it's so fun. Let's talk about wealth and all the ways, you know, health, love, money, relationships, and it's going to be fun. Right. So that was a long-winded answer, I but I feel no, like- No, I love it. I love it so much. And you know what? Like without, again, like meaning it to be this way, but from a strategic business point of view, it's actually really smart to have like different, a blend of different offers, stacking your offers, bringing in spontaneous offers. You're having that beautiful blend of like signature and spontaneous and fun because what a lot of, um, I think, like coaches overlook is the power of, retaining clients for a longer period of time you know if you have one program or one I don't know container there and they're done with it that's it like you work so hard potentially to attract that client for them to build trust in you and for them to invest in you and after that container they're finished whilst when you have this beautiful like variety and people have built that trust with you through one container and they've experienced that transformation and experienced the potency of that container, they're going to be excited for more. And if you don't have more to offer them, well, then of course they're going to just go to someone else. So from like even a business strategic point of view, that is really powerful. And it just means that you get to play um, with more of the same people as you bring in new people in your containers. And that's, you know, there's this thing where like, I used to think, oh, you know, I don't want to, I don't want the same client to like work with me for too long because it must mean that I'm not really, you know, doing my thing as a coach if they're needing me for a long period of time. And now I've realized the opposite. I'm like, I have like the best results that I'm getting for my clients are the ones that aren't. And even for myself, 
where I'm not chopping and changing coaches. I am going deeper and deeper and deeper with the same potential coach and they are elevating and I am kind of recalibrating my energetics with them as well and growing with them, which is so cool. A hundred percent. I need you to reinforce that because to me, why would you be worried about like, oh, if they're with me, then I'm not doing it. Well, A, you're evolving, you're growing, you're learning, you're going deeper into yourself and your business. So you're taking them along the way. Like who I am now is different than who I was a year and a half ago. So if someone's still with me, they're still getting a ton of value as I grow and evolve and expand. They're expanding with me. So a hundred percent agree with you that believe so much in like being with people long-term because then they get to know you and they go deeper and you go deeper. But what I also want to add in, because this is really useful for allowing more play in your business because your business should be fun. It should be playful. Sometimes I think we get excited about an idea or a program or something and if it's big, maybe it does require, I don't know, the longer launch plan. But sometimes, like, let's say I took this thing today and I was so excited. Then I was like, oh, but I need to have like a two-week launch plan and I need to take time to do all these graphics. And then in a week, I'm not as excited about it yeah, because it's been so long. So for these little things, it really, you know, allows me to just, I made a quick graphic in Canva in like 10 minutes. I made a checkout. I threw it up on Instagram and like it, it was done and I still have that excitement with it because yeah. I'm not waiting to, you know, launch it like next month when maybe it would have faded. And so I really feel like having these little plays kind of like keeps your excitement up for the things. Cause it's like little fun and playful in between like your bigger, more like official containers. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely move fast. I think I've said this before, I don't know, in one of my podcasts, but there's a lot of money to be made in over strategizing and over complicating business, um, online business. Like there are a lot of like templates that can be sold in courses that teach you the nitty gritty of launching. And although those things can be amazing, I personally, like if you are a solopreneur, maybe you have a VA or someone and you, it's, it's a small team of you and someone else, wait just like focus on the right things to fuck the templates fuck the complicated sales pages just get your message get your your energy again is going to matter so much more than you know a, a week of you spending a week of like trying to pan out a sales page get the most important things out there get the uh attract I'm using the wrong language attract the right clients and then hire someone else outsource that shit to do the back back of end things right one thing that I've learned is trying to purchase strategy to implement yourself when that's not your magic, when you're not an OBM, for example, or a VA, but you're a coach is just going to hurt your creativity and is going to bring too much busyness and, and, and unless you enjoy doing that stuff. Like I know there are some coaches that generally love doing it, but if that's not you, if you're not super techie, just keep it simple. Like yeah. just Get it out there. Share the message um, in whichever way you can. Just build that checkout, create the invoice, whatever it is. Get super scrappy with it. And then once you built your business up enough that way, focusing on the right things, then work backwards and just hire someone else to do all that nitty gritty stuff. So, yeah, I just wanted to throw that in there as well. 100%. Simple is probably better. You don't need to spend like five hours making one graphic for your thing. That's right. I would just throw it up. Like, and I think 
when you get like that, it's more of a perfectionism kind yeah. of getting in and like yeah. you're overthinking the copy and the landing page and like this word. And if you just like, you're in your feminine energy and you know, you do what we're saying, then you're probably going to channel more like magic. That's just like, boom, 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 done. Like that's how I write it. It's just, it yeah. comes through its channel 10 minutes. I sent it to my OBM. I, I hate making Kajabi page. She was off last week and I realized I'm like, I don't even know how to send an email to my list. Like I write my emails, but she formats them and I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really. Yeah. Totally agree though. Uh, I love this conversation so much, Liv. It's been so much fun to have you on again. I'm just being mindful of the time and your energy. And I know it's late at night for you, Liv. It literally was like, it's probably nine o'clock now. It's just super late for her. I hope you still got all the vibes. But just before that, um, before we wrap up, let the audience know. We'll plug everything into the show notes. But what is coming up for you over the next few months if someone was to, and I know that there'll be women listening and going, I want to get in her world. I want to learn more about how I can work with her. How do, how do we go about doing that? Honestly, the best way is just to come follow me over on Instagram at keep up with live and kind of see what I have going on. I want to tell you what I have over the next kind of few months, but like I haven't planned that far. Like right now I have a business mastermind open that's all about clearing the energetic blocks like the fear of being seen the fear of you know speaking up using your voice and all that uh, I have a health program that's open and then I also have rolling one-on-one spots so honestly just come over to my page if you feel drawn to my energy or drawn to something I'm sharing you could always send me a dm you know and ask me which container that's available right now is best for you and we'll, we'll always find something I've got something, you know, at every kind of price point, different kind of levels or different kind of intimacy containers with me. So, I mean, there's really something for everyone. And I also just share lots of tidbits on there as well. So you might as well come over and follow and and learn all the things. Amazing. So good. So excited to share your magic with the audience. Thank you to everyone listening in and I'll catch you in the next episode. Fred, before you go, I need to say thank you so much for tuning in today. I know that if you listen to my podcast, that you are my human. And I love to connect with my soul sisters, business besties, align business babes on social. So send me a DM with any mindset, business or wellness questions, because my inbox is so open to you. I also read each of your reviews personally and love to personally thank you. So please screenshot them and DM me or email them to hello at hersoulfulsuccess.com. I will personally thank you and send you a copy of my 30 days of journal prompts. Also, if you haven't already, follow my podcast Insta. The link is in my bio so you can stay up to date with all the potty goths and tag your girlfriends because you know that friends that listen to podcasts together stay together. Or is that not a thing? I don't know. But every time you share this podcast with someone, you are really helping me help more women live a soulfully successful life. And I appreciate you for that. Love, love, love you. And I'll catch you in the next episode. I just didn't know